and welcome to mini episode 13 of Real Life Ghost Stories. How you do? Two quick reminders before we get into some serious tales this week. Number one, don't forget to join We Need to Talk About Ghosts Facebook page for their paranormal quiz on Saturday the 4th of April at 8 o'clock UK time. Me and Dan will be making a special appearance. And (laughs) the second thing is make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. The link is in in the description. There will be an episode hopefully this week. Towards the end, maybe. <laughs> Towards the end of the week, Dan's like, oh God, I need to learn how to edit video. I've got two, kind of two, three gorgeous tales for you this week. Are okay. you ready? No, I'm never ready for these, but these are the ones that freak me out the most. Story number one comes from, I think it's Maitlin. I'm sorry if I got your name wrong. Let's do this. I have so many experiences and every time I listen to an episode I get the urge to write to you to share my stories. I currently live in a home where I've experienced things, voices, objects moving, seeing things, but the story I'm writing to you with is about the house I grew up in, which I think you will find much more interesting. I lived in a rented mobile home in Texas for most of my life. Basically, I lived in this house from the time I was in the 7th grade to the time I graduated high school. We lived there for a couple of years when I was younger, but had moved away for a while. It wasn't until the summer before I started my junior year that I started experiencing things in this house. The only history that I know of it is that the land used to be a drive-in theatre, and the last owner of my house was a woman who abandoned it and left all of her belongings inside. That is not a good sign. During the summer, I stayed up all night and slept in really late. My brother was away at camp and my mom was at work for most of the day, so I was home alone. It was routine for my mom to call me every day at 2pm to wake me up and scold me for sleeping so late. One day I had rolled over from my side onto my back and I pulled my right leg up to where my foot was resting flat on the bed and my knee was up. I was awake, but I was falling back to sleep. I felt a hard slap on my upper thigh. I immediately opened my eyes and there was no one there, and my bedroom door was closed. My bedroom door was always closed when I slept because I was creeped out by the hallway. This door was old and would stick to the frame at the top, so it would make a loud noise when you opened it. I never heard the door open or close that day. It stayed shut. I checked my phone and it was 1.58pm. I still assumed that someone had tried to wake me up and I was confused because I thought I was home alone. I got up and went to check the house. No one was there. I went to the door and the deadbolt was locked. No one ever locked the deadbolt when they left the house, just the lock on the doorknob, so I thought it was weird that my mom had locked it when she left. I called her and asked why she had locked the deadbolt and she said she hadn't. After that experience I started hearing footsteps in the hallway. I could never explain the footsteps because they sounded like boots on hardwood floors but we had a carpet throughout the house. I remember one night my mom and I were sitting on the couch which was straight across from the front door. We both heard the boots walking so I got up 
and checked out the peephole because my mom thought it was someone walking up onto the porch. There was no one there. And when I pulled away from the peephole, I heard, clear as day, the same footsteps in the hallway right next to me, walking towards me. We had also started to notice that our dog would go and sit at the doorway to my room and stare at the wall for long periods of time. At this point, enough had happened to where we were all intrigued. My brother and I, who was maybe 10 at the time, decided to do our own EVP session in my room. Feel free to laugh because this piece of the story is hilarious. That day, we sat on my bed and started asking questions. I asked something like, why are you here? To which my brother farted really loudly. (laughs) I turned off the recording because we were laughing so hard. When we calmed down, I turned the recording back on. On that recording, you could hear both of us giggling and talking. And over our voices, you could hear a deep, raspy male voice say, That was funny. Oh, God. Which blew my fucking mind because it was basically laughing at us. I'd started smelling cigarette smoke throughout the house. And no one in our home smoked. So I thought that was weird because, again, we lived there for so long already and I'd never smelt that scent before. Around this time was when I got my licence, so I was also finding a reason to drive around. And that cigarette smell started to follow me to the car. There were multiple occasions where I would be driving with my friends and I'd smell it and they would smell it. None of my friends smoked either. I had times when I'd be using my mom's vanity mirror in her room to do my makeup. And in the mirror, a black shadow would move back and forth across the ceiling where it met the wall behind me. It would literally just go back and forth a bunch of times and I could never figure out what it was. I caught a lot of shadows out of the corner of my eye, like someone was leaning forward out of the hallway peeking at me. But the creepiest thing that happened to me while I was there was one night it had been raining really hard and we lost power a few times. At one point I woke up and the TV was off, but the power was back on. I hated sleeping in the dark because I just felt so uneasy. But I looked around and I was like, oh, this is actually isn't that bad, I'll just leave it off. So I went back to sleep. I woke up again because I could hear the click of the power going out. And when I opened my eyes, I had a face staring back at me, no less than a foot away from my face. I couldn't tell if it was male or female. It was just a plain face with no expression. I freaked the fuck out. I pushed myself up and back into the corner and got the flashlight on my phone to come up. In that time, the face slowly moved backwards, never changing. And then it just disappeared. I was never in my bedroom without some kind of light after that. I slept with my TV on always, and for a while I slept with my phone flashlight on too. I know that my mom and my brother have experienced some things as well. My mom has told me that she felt someone sit down on the bed next to where she was laying. My brother told me that once he had fallen asleep on the couch and woke up to something pushing down on his chest. He said that it pushed down on him so hard that he could feel the couch cushions sinking beneath him. I remember that night because he came into my room scared and asked if he could sleep with me. This is where it gets even more creepy. 
This house was one of three mobile homes on that property. My brother's friend moved into the one next to ours, and she recently posted a Twitter thread with her own experience. Her family eventually moved into the third home, and my mom and my brother moved into the second. The first one is currently being remodelled. I've attached her thread so you can read that too. And this comes from at KYVVVH on Twitter. So I used to live in the house right next door to my current house. My room was left as soon as you come in the door, down a hallway. The hallway was always kind of eerie, so I always kept my door shut at night. That's important, remember that. This specific night, I went to sleep around 11, which was early for me, because I had school the next morning. I got into bed, shut my door and went to sleep. Out of nowhere, I was shook awake by my best friend, Brianna. She told me, Kaya, shut the hell up, you're talking in your sleep. I was half asleep and I was like, okay, my bad, and went back to sleep. After a few seconds, I thought, holy crap, Brianna's here, what the fuck, I haven't seen her in years. So I rolled over and started talking to her. I asked her when she got here and what we were going to do tomorrow, etc. After about two minutes of conversation, she goes, just go back to sleep and we'll talk tomorrow. She put her leg over my body, held my hand and I rolled back over to go sleep. Not even 30 seconds after that, there was a huge pressure on my chest, and I felt her hand and her leg let go of me. Instantly, it felt as if there was someone or something right in front of my face. My eyes were closed, and I absolutely did not want to find out if there really was something in front of me. After what felt like forever, I felt like I was about to suffocate with the pressure on my chest. My heart was racing and all of a sudden I hear footsteps running towards my door, closer and closer and I swear I was going to have a heart attack. The footsteps reached my room, the door creaked open and whatever was in front of my face I did not want to see. I eventually decided to open my eyes. The second I open my eyes the pressure is relieved off my chest, nothing is in front of me but my door is wide open. I rolled over to tell Brianna, and she wasn't there. She was never there. I stayed up until sunrise. There was absolutely no way I was going to sleep a wink. I called Brianna that afternoon to ask her if she was over last night. It would have been impossible though, she lives two hours away. She told me she was never there, and she hadn't been there in two years. To this day, I have no explanation on what the hell happened that night. I just know it was terrifying. Luckily, a few weeks after the incident, I moved out. To next door. Which sucks, but it's better. (laughs) Creepy stuff still happens. But it's always been that way. Nothing nearly as bad as that, though. Oh my gosh. So the person she thought was in bed with her was never there. And then that person disappeared and a different force came and sat on her almost. Yeah, and then something ran towards the door. I, uh, The rest of it, I think, okay, fine. Maybe it was sleep paralysis, maybe it wasn't. But it's the sound of somebody's footsteps running towards your door. I would shit myself. It's not good. Like, it's a scary, well scary. Oh, it's a very scary story. And it had me from the moment that she said, oh, the previous owner left, moved out and left all her things behind. Yeah, that's never a good sign. I mean, it? It, it normally means that they're dodging 
payments. <laughs> if we were if we were going to move into a new house and they were like, oh, weirdly, you know, the previous owner left all their stuff behind. Um, you can take what you like from it. I'd be like, no, thank you. We'll nope. look at another house. Yep. See you no later. need. Yeah, because you know what it made me think of straight away, don't you? Which one was it? The Skinwalker Ranch yep. or Stardust Ranch, one whichever one two. it was. Yeah. Yep. So in that story, they oh, go to move no. in and all the stuff is left in the house and we'll leave it there. I'm not going to tell you any more of that story. Oh, but that's but, what it made me think of. And I was like, oh no, what is going on here? And then it was like, I don't know, the guy the guy ghost that they caught on the, after his brother, brother farted, which is quite which funny. Which is hilarious, yeah. Um, <laughs> he just seemed to be in on the joke. I like, didn't seem very threatened and he just felt like he was sort of like... No, and it felt a bit residual with the stomping around yeah. in the boots on wooden floor. I wonder if he was a projectionist. A projectionist. Yeah. Okay, because it was an old movie theatre. Yeah. Or I wonder if before that... It was a drive-thru theatre, wasn't it? Yeah, before that it was something something else. I'm very Who much knows? picturing the drive-thru theatre in Fallout 4 at the moment. I'm pretty sure it didn't look like that. Well, who knows? Maybe but, it did. Yeah. But man, that is some freaky stuff. And it all seems to be like around that area, doesn't it? In those yeah. three plots. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. The expressionless face... Yeah, wake up with a face anywhere near you is like... It gives oof. me the heebie-jeebies first Even when it's your face. Thanks very much. <laughs> but, I mean, my face with no eyebrows, we all know, it's quite scary. <laughs> but the fact that it didn't just disappear, that it moved yeah. away slowly. If it yeah. just disappeared, I think you'd be able to go, okay, that must have been a dream or leftover I dream. I wouldn't have been able to go like that, but most normal people would have been able to make that assumption. But the fact that it just moved away slowly... Yeah. Mm, I'd be no. swinging punches at it. No, 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 no way. No. Are you ready for another story? Not after that one, really. Can we just stop now? Story number two comes from Brittany. Within the 27 years of my life, I've lived in four different haunted houses, all with their own experiences and stories. However, it wasn't until the house we moved into when I was 12 that I finally had my own encounters. My dad had just gotten a new job right before my brother and I finished school. Since there was only a month left, my parents thought it would be best to finish out the year, so my dad moved into our new house before we did. We still had all of our furniture in our old home, so the first couple of nights my dad had to sleep on the floor with just a pillow and a blanket. It wasn't until years later, when we were talking about all that happened in the house, that my dad finally told us this. On that first night, he woke up to an old man holding his legs in the air by his ankles. When he kicked his feet to get him off, the man vanished right there and then. Now my mom and I are both very religious, so we were pretty upset when he told us that he and a few of his friends had done a Ouija board in the basement. Nothing contacted them, but it probably didn't help our situation either. The first few months we lived there, things were pretty tame and nothing else happened to my dad. It wasn't until I brought some candles that things started to begin. I brought a pack of three candles, one in the shape of a cloud, one in the shape of a cat and one in the shape of a dog. I had a little television that sat atop of my dresser, so I put those candles on top of it as decoration. Apparently, whatever lived in the house did not like dogs. The candle that was shaped like one would fly across the room and hit me in my head every single time I entered. It never aimed for anywhere else and it was only that candle. I confided in my dad and made him watch it happen 
He couldn't believe it when he saw it fly all the way across my room and slam into the back of my head. My mom had me throw it away because she believed it was possessed. Once I did, nothing ever flew across my room again. Fast forward to New Year's Eve. I had two girlfriends spend the night as we rang in the new year. We were in my room dancing or doing whatever 13 year old girls do and my mum came busting in the room and asked us if we were trying to sneak boys over. We were all super confused and told her no. The knob on the door between the kitchen and garage had wiggled like someone was trying to get in. She had me look around the garage and the door that led into the backyard, which was locked. There was nothing there, or no one. To this day, she still thinks I'm lying about the incident. (laughs) About a month after that, my brother and his best friend were working out in the basement while my mom, dad and myself were asleep in our rooms. They came running upstairs, yelling and asking if any of us had went downstairs. Of course we'd all just woken up, so it wasn't us. We couldn't even chalk it up to being the cat because she was asleep on my parents' bed. They were both freaked out, saying they'd heard the basement door open and close and heard footsteps coming down the stairs. But no one ever appeared. While these were all pretty tame incidents, the next moment is a memory I will never forget. I had randomly woken up in the middle of the night because I felt a strong presence next to my bed. When I finally gained full consciousness, I saw a girl standing next to my head, in an 1800 style dress with long curly hair, licking a very large and round lollipop. I pulled the covers over my head, hoping that when I pulled them back down she would be gone. I did this multiple times and she never left. It was one of those moments that probably only lasted five minutes, but it felt like it lasted 30. I just kept the covers over my head and was intently praying that she would leave. I finally felt a calming presence over my body and pulled the covers down one last time. When I did, she turned and ran into the wall and disappeared. After that, I hadn't seen anything ever again. But I definitely always felt a presence watching me, especially when I was home alone. We tried looking up any information on that house, but we couldn't find anything. The next door neighbour eventually told us that an old man had lived there a while ago, but had passed away. He had to have been the guy my dad saw that first night. But there's still no story on the little girl I saw. After we moved, we were still in contact with that next door neighbour before she passed away. She had told us that the family that lived there right after we did left in the middle of the night with all the lights on and never came back for their belongings. I'm not sure what they saw, but it was freaky enough to make them leave. Oddly, that's not the first house we lived in where the family after us did that, but that's a whole other can of worms to open. And frankly, I'm sure you don't have enough time to read about it. I've seen multiple other spirits after that girl, but she was by far the one I was afraid of the most. There are other events that have occurred in the house, but nothing significant enough besides the demons in the shower, but I don't like talking about that. I live in the state of Missouri, and there's a lot of hauntings in the St. Louis area where I'm located. If you guys ever find your way over here in the States, you must visit the Lemp Mansion. It's one of the most haunted houses in America. I did the ghost tour for my 16th birthday and it was terrifying. 
A medium leads the tour and at the end she gives you the chance to communicate with the spirits through some metal bars. Everyone I know that has visited there has experienced something. It's a great place for sceptics to go. You can even stay the night and a friend of mine did. He woke up with sleep paralysis and a woman whispering in his ear not to oh, be afraid. Get out, get out. It's not the only ghost tour in the area, but it's probably the best one. That's a place we're not going. Are you okay? <laughs> that is not good. There's, there's a big thing that stands out for me from that story. Is it the demons in the shower? Yeah, what's going <laughs> on with that? What is going on with that? I'm desperate to hear more, but I also appreciate that she does not want to talk about it. I don't really want her to talk about it, but like, don't just don't mention it, please. Or do like I'm I'm fascinated. I feel like that's definitely going to be the title of this episode as well. What fascinated? Demons in the shower. Are you going to title it after something they're not going to hear a story about? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't care. That's pure. <laughs> that's pure clickbait. That's what that is. Um. Okay. Right. Let's unpack this a little bit. So we've got. The dad doing the Ouija board in yep. the basement, which leads to an Little old girl. man. No, an old man holding his legs up in the middle of the sleep. Right. The only thing I can think of is that this old man ghost came into the house that he and then found a random man sleeping on the floor and was trying to get him out of the house. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. But that's still really weird. Imagine waking up with your legs in the. Um, you probably have, haven't you? Waking up with your legs in the air because you move quite a lot in your sleep. Yeah, probably. But imagine waking up with your legs in the air and I then seeing someone up. holding them. I once woke oh up gosh. stuck between the bed and the wall. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Either. When I was, I used to um, sleep in my nana's house, and there was like a gap. I'm fairly sure my sister was in the bed with me. So Sarah, if you're listening, you need to text me about this one. And I can remember waking up stuck between the gap in the wall <laughs> and the bed, and I had to wake her up and get her to pull me out. <laughs> It doesn't surprise me, but it's still hilarious. Yeah. Um, imagine, though, waking and having someone, old man, holding your legs. Oh, Sorry, I'd be more concerned about the little... Hang on, we get into that. I'm Sorry. doing it in, in consecutive order. Okay, continue. Then we have got the guys working out in the basement. Oh, Heard yeah. Someone coming in and out of the basement, coming downstairs. Nope, that is why I don't like basements. Gross. Get rid of your basement. That's why I say fill it in with concrete. Boom. Um, and then... I don't think you can do that, though, can you? Because it's structurally not Probably very good. Probably not. Um, and then yeah and then we're with this little girl who's wearing eating a lollipop and walks through the wall because I was going to say like it's you know when you hear that first and you think she's just woken up and again sleep paralysis or a dream but when you're like covering your face with your duvet and you and she's still there I wouldn't look why I wouldn't look if I've got it cut, if I've I'm, I'm at the stage where I need to be under that duvet, which would be very quick with me, I'm staying under that duvet until I wake up, until it's the morning. I think I have to The only thing look. that's made the little girl a little bit, <laughs> a little bit less scary for me is I can't help but picture uh, Monty Burns as a little boy. Do you remember when there's, there's that where he's dressed as and he's got the lollipop? Yeah. yeah, that's what I had in my head. So it's slightly less scary. It's the Bobo episode. Yeah, the, yeah. Vovo episode he's, he's that so that was slightly less scary but then going out through the wall as well it's very I can't, mad I can't I can't deal with it so if you enjoyed this week's episode <laughs> don't forget to go on to we need to talk about ghost Facebook page for the paranormal quiz which is on can we call it a quiz down 
the like what? a showdown, but like a quiz down or the supernatural showdown. Let's call it that. Oh, I like that yes. supernatural showdown. Um, on Saturday at eight o'clock UK time on Facebook Live on the We Need to Talk About Ghosts Facebook page. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do. The link is in the in the description. If you want to contact us, there are a million and one different ways to do so. You can contact us on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Real Life Ghost Stories. Dan is on Instagram. At 50p Movie Club. You can find us on Twitter. At Real Ghost Pod. You can send us your stories to Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast. Give the page a like and join the supergroup, which is ORLGS Supergroup. And the password is Dan and Emma, or Emma and Dan, or Dan Tiny Booms, some combination of those. And if you want to support us in a monetary fashion, you can do so on patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories, where for $5 a month, you get an extra spooky episode a week. And for $2 a month, you get the complete back catalogue of 50p Movie Club. You can also buy our merch and the link is in the description to this episode. And on that note, we shall see you next week. Bye. Bye.